Really Charlie podcast. A weekly show with the one person to make you say, Really Charlie? On the Really Charlie podcast. Tune in. Community. Okay. It's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Welcome to your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Welcome to your broadcast. Grab a chair, fill your glass. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm Charlie Perry, along with Marvin Speller, Coach M100. How you doing, man? What's up, my brother? Miss talking to you, man. And it's always great to come back and chit-chat and uh, break bread and um, build upon some things, my man. True, true. The uh, It's been a long time coming. We kind of went on the... Uh, Different paths for a little while, you know. And, yeah, a little and, summer stuff, you know. Yeah, and plus, I understand some. Uh, I know uh, know of some hard work that you were doing on your way, your end, and uh, that takes up a lot of time. So, uh, you know, especially if I was trying to get you on at this time, you know, specific uh, specific time, mm-hmm. you know. That's the end of your. That's not even the end of your day. You got a lot of things no, still man. going on. Yeah, you know? yeah. My day doesn't really truly end to like nine, ten o'clock at night. So, mm-hmm. but it's all good. You know, no complaints. True, um, true. I appreciate all the things I do, and um, especially when it comes to trying to support these folks out here. You know. Yeah, we have. Uh, it's uh, interesting summer. You know, it went by kind of. Oh quick. my god! This is. And- Got to be the fastest summer that I've ever had in my whole life, man. So true. So, it, uh, uh, so, what's up, Joey? How you doing? Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you. The uh, summer just went by so so quick. Um, I, it's and the reason why I'm saying so so quick is because I remember remember things I was doing like on Memorial Day. Know, the beginning of the summer, the end of the school year, and now here it is, you know, back to school and, you know, little little ones in the family getting ready to go back to school, whether it was today or, you know, maybe uh, Thursday or Friday of this week. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it's kind of one of those things, right? And I was talking to my wife about this the other day about time and, and, I, and I like perception of time, what happens and and, and this thing, how it's different based on your age, right? Time was really, really expansive when you were younger, right? Mm-hmm. And as you get older, especially you get past 50, time is just, it just feels like it just runs. But I think it has a lot to do with just being, um, appreciate the days, right? Because sure. when you're younger, you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to this. And I can't. And when you're older, it's like everything is like now. It's not tomorrow. It's now because you know know what the future holds, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's uh, 
man, I think, uh, you know, yesterday was a good experience for me because I seen a lot of friends um, that I haven't seen all summer. So we got to chit chat a little bit, rap, you know, talk about things, family, friends, you know, we actually lost a good, good friend in, from the neighborhood. Um, uh, but we try to keep the spirits going. Yeah, sorry about and that, brother. Yeah, we kind of, you know, it, it, the weirdest thing is as we were having a conversation, you know, friends of ours, friends of mine out there, um, we could picture that friend right here by the side of us right. kind of doing a thing, you know, whether it's drinking some beer, eating some food, right. you know, just talking about different things. And um, we got a clear vision that he was still there with us, you know, and uh, mm. But uh, I understand. Uh, yep. So tomorrow isn't promised, you know. It never is. The uh, you know, off offline we talked about many things. Um, talked about um some of the crimes that are going on throughout the country, situations that are um very very unnecessary. And it seems like there's so many uh, folks, you know, in different communities that just want to do things that are unnecessary, like acts of violence, you know, and um, right. uh, they use so much, so much energy in doing those things. And you, could you imagine if they use that energy in something constructive, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so true. Um, <clears throat> you think about, you think about society, we're easily swayed in one di- direction or another. Um, I think about this nation, and I think about all that we've gone through, especially during COVID, right? Um, the lockdowns, and mask wearing all the time, and... Um, you're starting to see some of the fallout from this. Um, people like you and I, we've seen a lot of fallout along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen more people on the streets, um, more people, more people going through violence, all types of violence, and it's this whole thing where <laughs> my wife and I we used to we used to talk about this all the time. We used to go in the stores, people wearing masks. They'll run by you. Back in the day, somebody would, you know, hey, excuse me. Now you got a mask on. You don't really have to do these things, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens when you take off the mask is that you you still have these habits, right? Yes. And, you know, we could sit here and talk about this all day, but I think about this whole mental health thing. Cannot put it in a box. You cannot define it we are witnessing a time in history where mental health in this country has never been this bad. And it's not just Marvin talking. You can research it yourself. Um, I've seen a lot. Guess what? We've all have gone through it. We've all gone through certain things. It's like, you think about the day where you wake up and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do my whole house top to bottom and all that. And then something hits you. Just like, you know what? I don't feel like doing a damn thing, right? Right? You could be going through a low level depression, and guess what? It's just there, right? 
So we have this narrow view of what mental health is, right? We have this view of like, you've got the big ones, right? What about the low level stuff that people are going through? Anxiety, some forms of depression, not just feeling your best, just, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit more agitated, right? Because I see the road rage out here all the time, right? So we're seeing all this, Charlie, right? And, but no one's really, really, really realizing that. And it's, 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 it's something that we all have to do collectively. And I think collectively kind of, what can we do to kind of love each other more? I said this, Charlie, you and I have said this many times we got it. Nobody's going to come and save us. No one's going to do something that we shouldn't be doing for ourselves. Right. True. And we need to go back to kind of like maybe some old fashioned ways of doing things. Please and thank yous, right? I remember saying this like 10 years ago, right? Working in corporate America, you say something to somebody. <laughs> First thing they say is, huh? What'd you say? Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the day, it was like, uh, excuse me, I beg your pardon. Yes. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Right? It's, it's that little trickle effect, right? There's a trickle down effect when you think about what's happening to society. And I am I am a firm believer that none of this stuff is by accident, Charlie. None of it. When you talk about people being divided, right? And I think about you and I were talking about this offline. You know, when I'm out here working in the community, man, I'm not thinking about somebody, uh, this white guy, this Hispanic guy, black guy. I'm thinking about, hey, somebody else needs some help. You know, True. when some of this construct that we focus on is in the way of us looking at us as human to human and have to do a better job because this is what this whole thing's about. No one's going to make a, <laughs> we're, we're thinking Congress is going to get off that ass. I don't care what side of the aisle you on, left or right. They're thinking they're going to, somebody's going to sit there and they're going to be in a room one day after eating that pizza and, and, and consuming the best uh, liquors on the planet that someone's going to come up with a solution to all this. Mm-hmm. You, you, you see what I'm saying? It's that whole thing that somebody else is going to just do for you. Somebody else is just going to do it. It's not going to happen, man. It takes it takes something where someone to just show a level of kindness to one another. Yeah, we, we forget. Oh, well, society has gotten to a point where um, they're like, we don't don't sit back and relate. Don't sit back and relax and and, and wait for politicians. Wait for the government to mm-hmm. to save your life, like you're talking about. What what I always try to tell people is just pay attention. But that doesn't, you know. Don't be lazy. Still do what you're gonna do. Just pay attention what you have to. Whatever they're saying to you. Like you said, left, right, in the middle, center, you know, just pay attention. Right. Don't care. Just pay attention to it. They're going to throw whatever you ha- they have to out there. Pay attention to it. Do some research, which you like to always say. You know, this is Marvin speaking, you know, uh, but I want you to look it up, you know. And and that's what we got to do with a lot of things. And, and whether it's governmental, whether it's physical, whether it's mentally, just do our research a little bit. And if you need help doing it, 
you know, reach out to some good, good people that will stir you in the right direction, you know, and, um, but, uh, no, we, we gotta, we gotta keep moving, man. Keep doing, you know, I'm, I'm finally, I gotta, I gotta, um, pushed by a friend of mine to start my business, you know, um, and, and I'm going to do that, you know, but it, it took him and never mind what you have been doing over the years to me and encouraging me to do things. Uh, but we just got to, the only way we get things a little bit better is be cautious of what you're doing, what you're saying. You know, my uncle Arnold used to always, uh, people, he always knew when someone wasn't paying attention to him you know, or wasn't listening to the conversation. And he would say, hey, how you doing? Um, they would say, fine, how you doing? And he would say, you know, oh, I'm dying of cancer. And they say, oh, that's good, that's good. And like, mm. you know, not even paying attention to the conversation, you know. But uh, you know, let me just add this little uh, comment here. Here's a comment, research, research, research by a Facebook user. Um, and also, it says, "Good evening, gentlemen. Hope all is well. Your thoughts on the sheriff, sheriff's election coming up, and any preference on candidates?" Well, you guys I, have a sheriff. You guys have a sheriff. Yeah, we get a, we get a. The primaries are coming up next week. So, I mean, my, my choice, believe it or not, is, uh, you know, we have an incumbent that's been there a while, and, uh, but I, I like a newcomer, Paul Haro. He's uh, mayor of the city of Attleboro. He was. He's uh, also got some law experience behind him as an administrator. So he's been doing a lot of good things. Um, and I think that uh, that's going to be the guy that's going to get my vote. Um, I'm very impressed with him. I spoke, spoke with him, had some conversations with him. So that's my choice. And, um, you know, um, it's interesting. We have um, some sheriff races out here um, in November. And my wife and I, we were talking about it. Um, the one sheriff that's here, we'd rather have him because he's all about maintaining your rights. See, a sheriff is just as powerful as any elected official. Mm -hmm. You know, if there was a, um, if there was a, um, let's say, um, federal agent that came in town. They have to get, um, they have to get um, permission to go into a certain area where a sheriff has jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. so if you were to research, I mean, you were a police officer a long time. You, it's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. And the marshal's above them, right? Marshal's got like crazy jurisdiction, right? Yeah. But um, a, sh a sheriff so important. The sheriff we had here in L.A. was so important because they were very draconian on all these masks and vaccine mandates here in L.A. And the sheriff told the mayor and the governor he's not going to enforce them. And guess what they did to him? Probably try to retaliate as much as they could, right? It's not what you can do. Yeah. They have they have ultimate power in a jurisdiction. Once you elect them in, they are extremely powerful. Um 
So that's why we, we want to keep this same sheriff because, man, you know, I, I don't know how it is in the rest of the country, but in California, they tried to take away so many different rights and there was so much re- revolt. And I'm always of the mindset when if you start to take some powers from people, you're going to take them all at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is what goes back to the narrative we were talking, Charlie, is like, man, it, it's a, it's incumbent on all of us to do certain things, not people who are elected officials, because they can just do things on a whim. So true. See, uh, and you know, I always go back to it. I always explain, I always say to folks every year, because every year the elections in this area change, you know, they go from state to, to municipal um, stages, you know, every they alternate every year. Right. So every year you're going to vote for something. You're going right. to vote for something. And uh, so you have to pay attention and be on your P's and Q's. But the one thing that's so important is just, it's um, not registering to vote, but to cast your vote. You know, you got to, some people just registered, but it's just the title. I'm a registered voter, you know, and they never go out to vote. Uh, but uh, it's very, very important. I wonder about this thing of voting, though, because I always say to myself, I think voting's important, right? Mm-hmm. But I always thought with voting, it was about a quid pro quo. Something for something, right? Yep. You know what I would love before anybody runs for office? Go out and hand out everything you're going to do. Right? Well, better yet, don't even vote for the person. Just vote for a certain uh, agenda. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, right? Yep. You had faceless candidates, right? And then you had agendas up, right? Their agenda. And their agenda, that's what you're voting for, right? Mm-hmm. We can get stuff done instead of complaining about, well, so-and-so's in office and they're doing a crappy job. Well, you know, a bunch of us voted for this person, right? True, true. It's uh, so important. Um, this, I, as much as I think that it, I, I like sometimes, and, you know, while I'm talking to myself, I may say, well, if this doesn't happen, uh, I don't think of my vote anymore. It's a waste of time. Just not going to do it. It drives me crazy, you know. And I get so stuck on it that I actually almost convince myself not to vote. Mm-hmm. But then I, I remember some things that were on the ballot that needed to be, you know, voted upon, mm-hmm. and it's. It was so narrow, you know, it's it's almost like 51 to 40 percent, you know, and it got approved. And I'm thinking, wow, you know what? I did encourage people to vote and I knew some of my friends that were going to vote a certain way. You know, maybe if I didn't cast that vote or I didn't, uh, you know, give my input to some of my friends, you know, maybe they might have swayed the other way. So um, but anyways, you should go uh, off of mayor, you know. Uh, I've been asked it yesterday. I was asked to run again, you know, and uh, it's kind of difficult for me right now, you know, only because of some of the things that I'm trying to accomplish. Right. Um, and uh, it's it's not on a on a 
it's on a personal level what I want to accomplish. And I, get I think that. that if I'm if I'm in the in in any kind of arena with a title, mm-hmm. um, you know, my family knows this very well. Is that if I obtain that title, I'm going to go a hundred percent, hundred ten percent, and I'm going to go all out. And what's usually right. going to happen is I'm going to put a lot of things that I want to accomplish on the back burner because mm-hmm. of my title. And I did that in law enforcement. I so, understand that. Okay. And uh, so that's my concern right now. Um, but never say never because uh, someone could get me agitated, aggravated, or just not convincing that they can do the right job, do the job right. You know, right. I'm just going to put my hand, my uh, name in a hat, and then I'm going to run. So okay. never know. Um, before we get back to um, our conversation, um, yep. someone else put a quote up here. All right. So was it this one? Yeah. All right. How do we get more minorities to get out and actually vote? We need a local database of key candidates that we should uh, get behind simply those key points that make uh, them better than the existing official, which I think the, the problem is, 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 is when it comes to voting, is convincing someone that their vote counts. Yeah. Um, and, 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 that's the biggest thing that I've seen because a lot of times, I mean, uh, someone I've known a few years, they just voted the last election and that was the first time they ever vote voted. And the problem was is that they were never convinced that voting isn't very, very important. Um, and, until this last election. So, um, I just, uh, and as far as databases, there's a lot of the voting, uh, information is public information. So a lot of that stuff you could get just by sit, putting in a simple request, gathering that information, and maybe just building a database on your own, uh, along with a, a bunch of things, whether it's data from the from the city or towns, or data from the state, or data even from the federal level. And you gather all that together and then kind of lump it in and. Uh, and basically build your own database where you can pass on that information. But a lot of anything dealing with voting and politics is um, is under the Freedom of Information Act and most of that material and information you can get. Um, and, well, town, and town meetings too, town and city meetings. You right. need to do those, you know, and that can get the information out of what particular candidate that you want in office. Um, or, or, or has, or, or you support their agenda, as you mentioned earlier, you know. So it's about the agenda, man. We got to, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've seen this time and time again. This is how people get caught up, right? Because it's that likability factor, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what people vote on. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. And that's, that's an easy play. Because you'd be like, okay, all I got to do is go out here and uh, you know, kiss babies and talk the smack, and I'm going to get in. Because that's what a lot of people use nationwide, is that likability factor. People don't need to focus on, well, they can tell you whatever. And, and I think that um, we have to be very careful when it comes time to that. Sometimes you got to ask the tough questions, like, you won't get my vote, not unless you're willing to do certain things. And if more people 
moved in that direction, you'll probably get more done. Because mm-hmm. you hear it all the time, right? I shouldn't have voted for that that person. Well, did you find out what they stood for? And what are some of the things you did to hold them accountable? So yeah. I, I think it, again, it boils down to that personal responsibility. Can't vote and then do like this, right? And think everything's just going to fall into place. Another thing I want to say, I think one of the things that can help change some things is that whatever we deem as minorities, right? If you were to kind of blow it up a little bit, what minorities are, a lot of people who are so-called classified as minorities vote the same way. (laughs) So what's the difference, right? I mean, you're going to vote the same way no matter what. So you start at the top, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Democrat, Republican, right? Maybe some independent over here, right? Independent Green Party, all that other stuff, right? And then we, you can't, you can't be, keep doing the same thing over and over and over. I think about Baltimore, city I'm coming from. I that was born in, right? Man, they voted same party for probably as long as I've been alive. And you start to look up. Baltimore lost three, four hundred people a year, right? The, the, the conditions in the city haven't really changed. Mm-hmm. Not unless some businessman or businesswoman comes in and, and changes up one person, right? But the government doesn't change anything, but it's always voted one party. Mm-hmm. Change it up a little bit, right? And watch and see what happens, right? Because you can do it for one election, right? Say all the minorities weren't voting in this one party and went to another party. Watch how quick things will change. Well, I can't lose no votes now, right? That's what they're going to say and then decide to go do something. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time, man. Yeah, sometimes change is good. Change is good. And, um, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, I'll leave it. This will probably be the last thing on this so we can talk about what we really wanted to, or not really what, what we scheduled to talk about. But I had found out, it, you know, there's some people put in place in the city council um, and uh, things haven't changed. It's no different than what it was, you know. And I'm like, it's time for y'all to step up, you know. Um, said all the right things trying to get elected once or maybe for the second or third time. Guess what? It's still doing the same thing, you know. But I always said that city council is the weakest it's the weakest strength, you know, as far as, you know, getting things done. I think it, the power isn't there within our city council. And it should you know, be. Every yeah. city across America. Most important elections, probably the city council. Yeah. And you go and up it, from there. And it's so weak. It, it, it's, it's only weak is because of the empowered, the, uh, the power they give them. You know, they, right. they need to allow more done within city council where they you know where you know their words are just you know they just listen to in this air out the other and that's it you know and they said their piece but there's really not much they can do you know and that's my opinion because if they could do something then things would have changed a long long time ago well that's kind of what we're talking about charlie yeah and it keeps going back to the same thing man um, no one's going to come save us, man. And these elective officials are not going to save us, man. 
it, it's going to be a collective effort, right? And so when you have a collective effort, and even not even a full collective effort, because you're never going to have a true collective effort, right? But if you get like 10, 15% of a group to like come together and you're doing something, right? That strength in numbers there, right? Sure. Um, we were talking about, when you think about the things that um, happen in these cities, right? Crime is rampant. I mean, like really rampant, man. Um, I, you took a city like Baltimore, three, 400 murders a year. I mean, consistently. There's like no jump up to three or 400 and then you slide down to 100. It's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so so that's just a symptom, right? When you think about that symptom, right? It's a symptom of what? The symptom of all the things that's happening in the world, but we're we're mainly talking about the mental health, right? And again, our politicians, what what have they really solved, right? What have they solved with mental health, man? Because I'm in a big city. I'm in here in Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. And and I see it, man. And honestly, I got to be honest, Charlie. Some days I don't even like going into LA. Because you know, every just about everywhere you go, you're going to find somebody um, that's really, really struggling with mental health. Not the stuff that majority of us go through, because we all go through something. Whether it's a level of depression, anxiety, just not feeling your best, something, right? Sure. Um, you're not going to go through this unscathed, right? Just by being a gracious observer of how life is, right? And, and you're seeing this all the time, right? You say, okay, boom. We got to continue to do this, right? We got to continue to to work to solve this because nobody's going to come and save us, right? Um, and that's why you and I were like talking about, okay, what are some of the things we can do? Because the bottom line, it's going to take a whole hope of people. It's going to take like a groundswell to do this, right? Yeah. Um, me and my wife, we're gonna um, we're gonna do something for like uh, September and October. Just kind of like pay it forward, pay it forward. However you do it, whether it's messaging, somebody behind you is gonna buy you a Starbucks. Oh, you guys are really into Dunkin' Donuts, right? Mm-hmm. So all those things, right? The things you can do, right? Because I don't, I don't like to sit around and talk about the problems. They're easy. It's easy, right? I want to talk about what we can do, right? What can you do when you find that somebody's struggling? What are some things you can do to help them, right? So, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna ask people to um, send us videos. You know, send us videos. What are you doing to try to help? What can you do? And we're we're gonna have this thing where it's kind of a groundswell, right? Mm-hmm. Pay it forward. Do something. Uh, let's try to uplift people, right? Because you think about. If you could do a short term, you could do it long term, right? And we're 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 really hoping that this thing can go viral. Good. Um, uh, so it's kind of, you know, we're 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 always in the lab, man. We're in the lab thinking about what can we do to impact others and um, really make a, a big difference, right? Because um, this is what this is about, Charlie. And yeah. I. I, I I hate to say it because we can't talk about, well, what are we going to do? Who's going to come save us? 
two, three, two, three years from now because it's too late by then. Yeah. This thing is moving fast, man. Thing is, is um, when you kind of look at you look at your household, you guys helped each other up. You know, there was some shape of some rhyme or reason why you both helped out each other. Mm-hmm. Whether it was you today, you know, your wife tomorrow. The bottom line is you helped out each other and you stood consistent. And that's just the type of people you are. I appreciate um, that. And and when you when you start something like you're talking about, you want the ground to swell and, and it um it's easy. It's easy to do. Help is easy, in my opinion. Help is very, very easy. And now some people help to a you know grand stage you know where they're they're helping an abundance of people all at once some people may just be able to do it one-on-one right but that's the best thing about it is that you know we can all help is is defined as help you know it's it's there's no you help more you're you're the greatest helper of all time you know no we're just all trying to do something where we can help the next person, where we can help the person at our side, where we can help a complete stranger. Right. Just because they asked for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Charlie, I mean, this is the one thing you and I were talking about before, man. Like, so during this pandemic, whether it was the, the mask or whatever, um, man, I, we see it, right? There's some people that really, really want to give back, right? And so you, you've got that wave of people that really want to do more. You also got a wave of people that got really, really comfortable with just sitting around and be like, you know what? I got to go into this me mode. It's all about me. And honestly, I, I think it's like I want to put my nails on the chalkboard. Next time I hear somebody talk about well, I got to have me time and um, all these other quotes that people use. Oh, I got to have, I got to make sure my boundaries are all in this place. And uh, th- some of this stuff has really got overused. We are communal beings, man. Mm-hmm. We are meant to flourish together. We are meant to, to, to get together and multiply. You know what I'm saying? We are communal, but this whole paradigm of just me and just me and it doesn't work, man. And you you wonder why you can you can be somewhere and somebody's struggling and somebody gonna keep walking by, man. And and I say to myself, it's like that type of thing, you've gotta go back and do the other stuff to offset that because that side of the coin is growing too so true i mean you think about it so let's talk about this for a second right charlie you and i talked about and let's just say let's just say a fictional community right let's Mm -hmm. just say the the wakanda community right yeah there are people that 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 are out there the wakanda community they seem to have it all together but behind the curtain it's a hot mess right and so in this community, they're going to pretend like everything's already good to go, but no one really wants to either point things out or come forward. 
and talk about what are the solutions and do that and come together, right? Or even just a small percentage of that, right? Instead of watching somebody who's in that Wakanda community and they got a, they also got a really Charlie podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And they got a really Charlie podcast, right? And they're looking for people to come on, join, and support, and all that. And they can't get it from their own community. What happens then, Charlie? Well, someone it will cause them to kind of sit back, give up, sit back and give up, sit back and give. And apathy starts to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in order to, to get back, get back into that, you got to have this other side to offset that. You understand what I'm saying? Because the other side is really insignificant, right? That that really is a function of being caught up in all the stuff that's happening in the world, right? You have to forgive them for that, right? Because it's easy. It's easy to be caught up in all this meanness thing on yep. me. And so you you got to continue to do these things and fight this battle because there's people that need support and help, right? Exactly. The, hey, um... honey. I see you just came on. That's it. It says high family just got a disp- uh, deposition. Yeah. Yeah. Working hard as always, right? Yes. Hardest working person, man. So, Charlie, that, that that's why we're, we're, we're going to do that, man, because it's time to be activated to continue to, to do that. Um, we don't really have a choice right now. We really don't, man. And no. um, we, we, you know... It's kind of easy for people like you and I to go run and hide. Just do what we got to do, right? Mm-hmm. We just choose not to, right? Exactly. It's uh, it's in the mind. It's in it's in it's my mindset. I I don't think I could ever just kind of sit back and relax. Um, um, and if I am kind of hesitant about something, it's only because I haven't really looked into it. You know. Right. And I'm not ready, or, or I need to look into it a little bit further, you know. And um, I'm going to actually step up to the plate and uh, and help out some some others with their their goals and, and what they're trying to do for this city. Um, so I'm going to kind of step up and help out. Um, but great. I'm also going to give up. I'm also going to, you know, if I have to give some opposition, I'm going to do that, you know, also. And I'm going to say, look, this is the reason why, you know, and, and, but uh, I'm definitely going to be there to support, as I always do. But I, I definitely have to uh, also give my opinion. You know. Well, you're supposed to. You know what, Charlie? You've earned that right. You've earned that right as much as you've done for people. And you've got the wisdom and experience, man. So you, you, you've earned that. You've earned that place. You've earned that place of putting your voice out there. Um, I'm hoping people will um, respect that because it's, it's it's definitely owed to you, right? I mean, yeah. all that you've done and what you continue to do, and you're at it all the time, man. So, um, I mean, look at look at this platform, for example, right? Platform mm-hmm. you provided a voice to many, a voice to people that didn't have opportunities, so. Uh, I think about definitely earn, and, and I would challenge you to continue to be vocal. 
just like that, just like that Wakanda community. I was just talking to you about that fictional community. You should have a very, very, very strong voice in that. And I know you do, but I, you know, there's this thing that I think about when I was in corporate America, there was this one competency that always gets me going, right? And every time I used to think about it, well, how am I living up to this? Mm-hmm. It's called le- leadership carriage. That means doesn't hold back what needs to be said, True. right? Missing that, especially amongst men in all these communities, right? And then you talk about this fictional community we're talking about, right? And so it's very, very important. Um, very, very, very important. So, um, and, and I, I think you've earned that and, and Hey man, I'm not trying to put any extra pressure on you, brother, but it's kind of one of these things where, um, and, and, and I love the trajectory and the pace that my wife and I own because man, we, we don't hold back what needs to be said because (laughs) the, the, you know, time is running out. And so sometimes you can get a message out many different ways to people. Sometimes it's just straight, straight and direct. And yeah, and like you may not be able to handle, but that's okay. Yeah, and and like in your case, you know, I know you you two as uh, you're gonna you're gonna plan certain things, you're gonna talk about it and discuss it. So when you go ahead and and kind of initiate or start the plan, everything's in 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 motion, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Don't say what they were, what they agreed to say, you know, just, just a short time ago before going uh, out to the event or whatever. Now, now Marvin and Kristen just kind of clammed up and didn't say anything, which always would, would, would no doubt, which leads to you guys going home and then talking about it and then having the discussion that you just talked about just a f- six hours ago. Right. And, but you never had that conversation with the people that you should have or right. just to hear what they have to say, you know. And, and and so I like what you said about, you know, that leadership courage. You know, you've got to have it. You've got to you got to say it. And you know what? <laughs> the one thing about saying things that you feel is that you get a response in most cases. Mm-hmm. So now. All right. And it may be a response that you may have never heard, a response that you might have heard of and that you have an answer to. And you can sway that person. Well, this is why I think it's this. Mm. And now all of a sudden you change their mind. You're like, boom. All right. Now you got some more. You have an additional support by just having a conversation. Um, But uh, well, why why are we afraid to say something? Here's the thing, man. Listen, I've ran preschools for eight, nine years, right? Yep. And one of the things we used to tell people, the children, y'all get together and try to work this out or you sit there and mediate it, right? And I'm saying to myself, why did we stop doing it? Why did we go back to this whole crap of like passive aggressive behavior or, or I, I don't know what happened, man, because that, that was a whole thing, right? We went to this thing where it's like, you don't, you want to kind of hold back because you you don't want to hurt people's feelings because we've really become a really soft culture mm-hmm. and all this other things, right? But 
I'm always in the mindset, lead, follow, or just get the hell out the way, right? One, fall into a certain category, right? Because uh, time is not necessarily on our side, Charlie. And, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think about that because, you know, you, you have to be – and we can have conversations, right? Doesn't It doesn't have to be violent or vicious or nasty. Just, hey, you know, let, let's just have conversations. That's what we used to do, right? Have conversations, right? Now, if I got something with Charlie and I want to have a conversation with him, guess what I'm going to do? Shit. And, uh... <laughs> that takes away from a lot of things, right? And it's, it's a miss. The one thing about the cell phone, it could be... Um, it always leads to a text, which leads to a misinterpretation. Can be. And and we have to get away from that. Um, I like this, what you, Christian said about courageous conversations. And it's oh. very, you know, and um, the, uh, I know when we're on the phone, we can talk. And as long as I have your voice. But the text messaging is something that just—it's good. It's—it's it's good in a way. But I, um, I like that conversation. You know, one-on-one. You know, let's talk about it. Let me read Marvin's expressions. Let me, let me, you know, uh, let me have that conversation. You know, let me see a tear growing in his eye because all right, we're talking about something. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I need to talk to my family right now. What's going on, man? A little uh, on the emotional state. What's happening? What's going on with you? You know, and then let's try to fix this, you know. Right. Maybe it maybe it is some mental health with you, you know. And, and that's why I like that one-on-one conversation, you know. Yeah, talking to people and, you know, breaking bread. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's everything. And, and, and we think that's going to continue to um make a difference that's why you know we're, we're, we're gonna do this for september and october right just the um we haven't formulated the 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 phrase with it right but it's gonna be something around kindness right mm-hmm. so so we can get some groundswell going and some momentum with this right and so it, it'll continue to make a difference of spark conversations with people right it could be something simple as like okay Today, text less, call more. Mm-hmm. Boom, there you go, right? Makes yep. a big difference, right? Because someone can hear your voice. And, I, you know, I think about, I wish I could, I wish I could, I still hear in my, in my, in my head my grandmother's voice. There wasn't one time I've ever, I ha, I, that, I, that I talked to her. There was never one time where she didn't want to hear from me. And that made such a big difference, you know? And, and and I remember that, right? And so now you can't pick that up from a, either a letter, or email, or text. But if someone's telling, hey, I missed you, and it's good to hear from you. And mm-hmm. and when I was younger, this, this, was, this is why I've always loved the elderly population so much, because this is what they do. And, and 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 that joy that they bring to you right is just oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my god 
and, and that just fills you up, right? Your bucket's so full that day, it's overflowing with that love and joy that they gave you, right? And you're like, man, right? How often do we get that now, Charlie? Because yeah, you true. know what happened to them during COVID. They got stuck in the nursing homes, right? And mm-hmm. almost forgot about, right? So it's just yeah. calling for what it is. Believe it or not, some people went into the nursing home, never came. Well, they came out, but. A lot of them came, never came out. Yeah. Purposely, yeah. right? Yeah. That could be a whole nother podcast one day. True. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. But so that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, something we can kind of continue to turn the tide. Um, I wonder if I have a few minutes, I want to talk about something. We got like 12 minutes left. Um, yeah. So, so we're going to do that. Um, October's um, Domestic Violence Month, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we've been doing a lot with that. My wife and I, especially my wife, she's done a fantastic job supporting these women and taking them to the finish line, right? She's been a big advocate and, and doing that. And so that's something we've always done, Charlie. I told you about we used to do this thing. We're going to bring it back called Glam Up. I think I shared with you before. Bring yep. these women together. Make them feel good by making them feel beautiful. All this makeup, words of encouragement, great food. And that's something that uh, the tea leaves fall together. That's something we, we can take nationally. But we're still pushing this resource center in order to, to provide the necessary resources. But I have to give a lot of kudos to my wife because she's been really um, taking these women from here to there. As you know, happens to be the name mm-hmm. of our nonprofit from here to there. Um, so I'm super excited to have a partner like my wife. She's always given that um, up above and beyond, not just women, uh, men, children as well. Uh, we, we're doing a lot with that, and, and I can't wait till these programs continue to come out. Um, so, so that's kind of everything that's happened um, in the community, what we're doing, it's, we feel is going to be big. We're still focused on the, on the mental health aspect. We feel as though... Sometimes this part of mental health is just getting people just to feel better, even if it's just for a minute, because sometimes each day, don't take a day at a time, take a minute at a time. If you take a minute at a time, that those are building blocks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we were going to Nashville in October. Okay. You know the song that you're on, Charlie? Mm-hmm. We're going to lift you up, right? Um, very, very good I, song. Got a nominee for that. It was like um, a, it was a great producer in the back, in the background doing his thing. You know, doing some wonderful things in the background. You know, he kind of nice guy. You know, he's actually. Um, I, I just oh wow. boom! Look at this! Oh my god! Boom! Look at those beautiful people there, right? That's right, man. Look at that. I mean, yeah. Let me uh, hide this comment here. All right, look at that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, it means so much. Um, I, I mean, honestly, think about my wife and I writing this. We're always trying to do things to make a difference in this world, Charlie. And mm-hmm. we, we don't do that for um, awards. We don't do that for kudos. We really do it because we feel it's our ob- obligation, right? We feel sure. like we've been tapped on our shoulders to really get out here and make a difference in this world, right? And I said no one's going to come save us, but collectively, there's a lot of good we can do. And, and we feel like this song 
is the epitome of that. And then the opportunity to win a Josie Award, my goodness. And um, my, my lovely, beautiful wife, she's going to have the opportunity to perform at the Grand Ole Opry. I mean, my goodness, right? Yeah. It's, it's priceless. It's beyond priceless, priceless, priceless experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, um, and I, I mean, I would be, uh, I just, I think highly of, of your wife. I'm so happy that you both said I do. I appreciate um, that, brother. Because that's, that's a great, great combination of two fabulous people. You know, round pegs in a round hole, you know, it means so much. And um, I think you guys do that for each other. And, and we do. Uh, yeah, Thank I got I to gotta give her five stars, you know, on Boom. a lot of things that she's done. You know, and yeah. um, it makes it that much more special when you see both names on that 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 song and it's 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 something that you know your family your friends can look at and say look 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 at my family look at my cousins look what they did you know and 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 all in all you know you all become an inspiration for a lot of people just because of that you know hey i need to do this i need to produce something i need to write something i need to um you know what's the what's the nomination process? How do we go about it? I mean, Christian has taught and, and taught me so much about the process that I never knew. You know, um, and and uh, uh, it's, I'm a proud family member, man. I'm very very proud of both of you. Yeah, something about those Perrys, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a whole lot to say about those spellers. You know, that name is. I'm glad you're the first speller that I met in my life. <laughs> I get that a lot, but I nah, appreciate nah, that, brother. And, <laughs> you know what? And it, it, it sets the gauge. So anyone with that last name, you know, I got a standard, you know, and you got to live up to Marvin, you know, you got to live up to it. There's, there's, there's a certain gauge and a standard. So they better come correct when they're coming to me with that last name. Thank you. And I appreciate that. You know, Charlie, I got to tell you, a lot comes from um these women I grew up around. Yeah, yeah. My mother, yeah. my mother was amazing and still is. And every time I get a chance, we going out to Vegas to see her, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I remember I had this aunt. And this aunt used to be like, I remember I was a little boy, Aunt Stella. I'd be over my grandmother's house. She's like, come here. And she used to sneak me some brown sugar, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just about... The love I got from these women growing up had propelled me. It was like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it takes to help women get back to their rightful place on this planet, right? Mm-hmm. And just remind them really in a lot of ways of their greatness because I think it's um, they try to find it, which is they're doing a great job with that. But we used to be the ones that carried a torch for them to remind them of that, right? But we yeah. we... we we can continue to do better with that. Um, and my grandmother, boy, um, my great grandmother, I think about my godmother, I could just go on and on. The great women I met and, you know, um, Kristen put up there, Melinda, Melinda mm-hmm. was just, yeah, just, and you know, I've, I met so many and, and I find this obligation, this shoulder tap, you could do better mm-hmm. and you will do better. And I, 
I like that level of accountability for myself because it forces me to, to try to do better. And that may not be everybody's journey. I would never sit here and say, well, everybody's got to, you, you got to help this person. No, it's not for everybody. True. It's not. And, and I don't think people should be forced in there. It would be nice if people would realize what, what's happening and to know, but some people just don't have it in them. Yeah. And that's okay too. I wrote a poem years ago and it's called me and that woman. And, uh, and the, it just basically describes of, of being raised and, and getting guidance through some strong women. And, uh, and that was the title, Me and That Woman. And so mm-hmm. I'd leave it at the end, the end of the poem, and it would be, man, that woman. And, and then you kind of, man, that woman. Mm-hmm. And it's so true that they, they actually just they set the, they put us on a path, you know, and, and we're always there. Um, and they've done some things or said some things in our lives that, um, that put us over the hump. Better than, yeah, better than any man could have done, you know. Well, so. I, I I think as we talked about, there's a deficit in in, in men performing certain roles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would also be remiss if I didn't mention today is a 56th anniversary of your cousin Charlie Perry and Babs Perry, um, 56 mm-hmm. um, year anniversary. It's today. Oh. Yeah. Kristen put that out a very nice. Post. I yeah. didn't see it yet. See that? Caught yeah. me off guard. I didn't there see it. There you go. That's what I said. I'd be remiss if I didn't share that. Um, yeah, and then yeah. You know, she she reminded us that it was Leo. Leo Perry yep. and Babs. Yeah. So Leo and Babs. We, um this is um the one th- the the greatest thing about that is that um you know as you're telling me that and uh, and I remember the stories that you know, Christian was telling me and, and just the fascinating stories. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not too long ago, a few months ago, both Leo and Babs took in someone, you know, they, mm. they end up taking it, taking someone into their home and, and care for them. Um, mm. So I finally know where, you know, your wife gets her stuff from. You know, her parents, her parents are, you know, mm-hmm. open, open their arms and hands out to other people. And uh, someone needed a place to go and stay. And wow, you know, she did that. And um, I, did, I heard they did it for quite a few people. Yeah. And, I mean, that's it's it's funny is that, you know, just mentioning your name, her name. And then I get this story. So you guys are. 3,000 miles away. There you go, man. And so you're touching touching the borders of this wonderful country. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, my brother. Mm -hmm. So, So. yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I think um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it all, man. And, you know, it was interesting. I had a dream last night, and my dream was about. doing something about gratitude. And I remember telling my wife last night, I was like, you know, I'm in and out of these homes every day, five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand 10,000 square feet. And, you know, I'm saying to myself, wow, that's a lot of house here. And I remember telling my wife, 
yesterday. I was like, you know, I really, really like the place we're in. It's not nowhere near on that level. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, sometimes you just got to be happy and grateful where you're at, right? Because yes. all you have is now. So all you have is now. You don't have tomorrow. You got now. Mm-hmm. Now is right now. Most of the time now is our best friend. True. And I'll leave it with that, my brother. I uh, I love this. I love this podcast because we've been away from each other for a while. I'm glad that we connected um, this, this uh, week yeah. and have this conversation. You know, and through our conversation, we had people listening, like your wife, that uh, mentioned that we should do something about, you know, having these conversations, these courageous conversations, and um, and and it would be very nice for the domestic violence community. So there's um there's a plus in this this podcast, and we 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 definitely did it today. I'm glad that we connected. Likewise, um, brother. We will see. I want to throw something in your in your in your mind. Um, you know, there's another conversation I want to have, and that's about climate control, yeah. and uh, how I've just learned that many many uh, many many newspapers and companies are pushing that. You know, climate control. And I want to know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, what's that person's agenda? What's the media's hmm. agenda? Agenda. They're... You said it, Charlie. You hit it right on the head, brother. Yeah. So follow the agenda and follow yeah. the money. Everything that happens and the answers will appear. Yeah. So I'm gonna start looking into that. Um, I also been getting a. Uh, I have a strong uh, admiration for. Uh, or not admiration, but um. I've been trying to research some of the POWs that were here within the country, within the United States, especially during World War II. Right. And I, I found out that um, there was some POWs here in Massachusetts. Oh, wow. And um, they were, uh, they were um, like uh, pea farmers, you know, they would have them on the farms and, and picking peas and everything. And it just goes... There's several states within the the, the uh, within the country where POWs, you know, Nazi Nazi Germany POWs were here, and um, and they were um, actually getting paid, you know, and uh, yeah, and some of them stayed within the country, you know, some were tried for different things later on, but um, mm-hmm. you know, some people, some of them went from being Germans um, to to uh, now Americans, you know, and now they're there's two or three generations that are here, placed within the country, and they're very productive people. But um, yeah, look up this, and, and we could probably do a whole um, podcast on that. I told you, man, we can build on any subject, man. True. Um, you ever heard of Operation Paperclip? Yes, I did. I I, I listened okay. to that. Oh my god, that woman is unbelievable she yes. has has done so many things and um the craziest thing is that uh you know why am i hearing it at the age of 55 you know why am i yeah. you know why not you know i should have known about that a long time ago you know but whew, 
yeah. I, I'm, I, I just, but yeah, that, you gotta look is, up. Gotta look I would up like to talk about do. that. Yeah, anytime, yeah. man. We can, like I said, we can go in any direction with this, man. Any direction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Operation Paperclip, uh, Operation Lantern Spear. That's another good one to look up. Yeah, I just uh, watched The uh, Great Escape, you know, and that was, uh, that was interesting. Yeah, it's a good movie. You know, and uh, the craziest thing is the guys that, you know, were able to escape. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them said that it wasn't worth it. He lost yeah. so many people. Yeah. So, so many people due to them escaping and getting away. You know, some didn't get away, and it only led to hundreds of people being killed because of that escape. Yeah. So, um Brother, um, you're you're definitely one of my favorites, and I'm only I'm not saying that because you're here on the podcast with me. I love talking to you. I love doing this thing. So let's do this one more time, several yeah. more times. And, we will, uh, man. I'm not going nowhere, brother. You but, got. Uh, I always I gotta wait for you. You know, your schedule yeah. is different than mine, and it's yeah. easier for me to um, adjust my schedule to according to yours. So. Just okay, reach out brother. to me and uh, we'll go from there. All right, my brother. Much love and um, we'll catch up. All right. Give the wife a big hug for me. I appreciate you. Know, you. I will. All right, brother. All right. God okay. bless. All right. Well, this podcast was you know, brought to you, um, you know, and Marvin and I have always talked about doing something bi-weekly. And then things get caught up. We get caught up and do our summer schedules, as you mentioned. Um, but I really, truly, truly like having a conversation. And this, you know, it's sort of like just toss the ball up in the air. You know, let's talk about something. Because I know I can. All, it can always go in a, good, in a direction that it needs to. Based on the experience that I have, he has. And we can go in any kind of direction and really, really uh, touch touch a lot of areas, you know. And that's why I like having the coach on here, you know. And um, and he talks about different things that he's doing. But he's a great humanitarian, um, and those are the type of people I love being around. He just happens to be married to my cousin, and uh, and that makes it even more and more special. Uh, and I call him family, nothing but family. I don't call him a friend. I don't call him this or that. He's definitely family to me. So earlier in the podcast, we, there was some comments about early voting. The early voting is started. You know, the early voting is here. So please, re, you know, if you want to vote for your, your, your candidate, the candidate and the agenda that you love and you respect, you can do it early now. You don't have to wait to the uh, September election. Go ahead and do it now. Um, so, all right. Love y'all. Take care. And I'm going to end this podcast with my favorite song by Lionel Peter Walker. Love you too, Christian. Take care. Keep up the good work. Uh, angel on earth. And I appreciate you. Keep up your good work. See here.
it's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bump into your broadcast, grab a chance, fill the glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie podcast. Bump into your broadcast, grab a chance, fill the glass. Charlie Podcast, making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine on the Really Charlie Podcast.